Hey friends, it's Terry. In today's episode, we have a guest whose journey is as, as inspiring as it is transformative. Born and raised in the picturesque rural landscapes of New South Wales, Australia, our guest Kate Herford found herself at a crossroads during the challenging years of the pandemic. As the world grappled with uncertainty, Kate felt a call to return to her roots, to the values and the traditions instilled in her during her upbringing in a tight-knit farming community. The rural way of life, the spirit of self-sufficiency, and the deep connection to the land has, al has always been a part of her DNA. But Kate's story doesn't end there. She recognized the urgency of rekindling these traditions even in the midst of her suburban life. It was this profound realization that led her to embark on a remarkable journey of self-discovery and empowerment. Today, Kate is not just a suburban homesteader, she's a visionary entrepreneur and the founder of the homesteader, Homestead Business Incubator. Through her platform, now aptly known as New Generation Homesteader, Kate is on a mission to empower other homesteading moms who share her passion and belief in the enduring power of tradition while thriving in the digital age. Kate's story is a testament to the fusion of old world values and modern day entrepreneurship. Her journey embodies the essence of returning to one's roots, reclaiming the spirit of self-sufficiency, and creating a future that is not only financially prosperous, but deeply connected to the land. Today, she shares with us her insights, her passion for homesteading, and how she's helping countless others find their path to independence and freedom in a changing world. I hope that you enjoy my interview with my friend Kate Herford here on the Prophet Able podcast. Welcome to the Prophet Able podcast, your go-to resource for tips to grow your business and live your best life. I'm your host, Terry Milroy, and each week I'll be bringing you insider strategies to help you build a profitable coaching business or online course while also cultivating a lifestyle that you love. Get ready to up-level your income and your joy as we dive into today's show. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. It's Terry Bilroy. Welcome back to the Profit Able podcast. I am so excited to introduce you guys today to my good friend, Kate Herford. Kate ha and I have known each other, gosh, since like 2019, hasn't it been? It's been a long time. Was that in uh, 2019 or 2020? Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we met in an, uh, someone else's group. We both decided <laughs> not to purchase and made our own group instead. So we've been friends ever since. And Kate has the most fascinating niche that I'm so excited to share with you. So Kate, welcome to the program. Hey, Terry. Thank you very much. Great <laughs> to be here. So um, tell us who you help and how you help them, because I think that what you do is one of the coolest things I've ever heard of. <laughs> That's cool. Um, I help homesteading mums to monetize their homesteading skills so that they can actually create a financial freedom for themselves. Um, and for some of you, what is homesteading? I, I, I was um, about to say, some of us big city people <laughs> might not know that. <laughs> it was funny. I was on a coaching call um, with, with one of my coaches and they go, oh, yeah, that's cool. What's homesteading? Um, <laughs> so look, homesteading is about, you know, building your own self-sufficiency, being able to produce your own food and whether that's, you know, your fruit and vegetables and um, your meat, if that's what, what you're into, you might have cows and sheep and goats and chickens uh, and, and growing your own food. And for a lot of people, they go, oh, well, you have to have a farm. Now, I'm a suburban homesteader. Like I, I am in, I'm looking out my window now <clears throat> and 
you know, I can see houses all around me. So homesteading to me is more like a state of mind. It's you want to be able to be self-sufficient and get out of the supermarkets, produce food that you know what goes into it and you know how to prepare it, you can preserve it, you know, so that if all of a sudden you can't get to the shops or the shops are unavailable or food prices go up, um, then you've got the resources that you can feed your family and maybe working with other people in your community to help each other out. So homesteading is a state of mind. I've got one member who is in a third-story apartment. You oh, know, wow. so don't think that. And and she grows vegetables and stuff on her on her balcony. Uh, and she also has worm farms. Like she's producing, you know, fertilizer for other people to grow their vegetables and stuff. So it's not about I have to have acreage. I'm looking for that, <laughs> but. <laughs> You, it's a state of mind and you could, you know, grow food in pots, um, you know, on your, on your windowsill. And it's, it's really about start where you are with what you have so that you can get into that routine of how can you provide for your family. So, yeah, and like, it's a great niche too. I really resonate with those, you know, the, the other homesteaders. That is really cool. Okay, so I know that you both talk about homesteading as a way of life, but you also yes. help these women. It is, it is mostly women, right? Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. You help them to create a business that doesn't have to be something that requires cows or sheep or chickens or whatever. So what kind of businesses do some of your clients have that are homesteading related? Okay. So, and this is the thing, like when I speak to homes, they go, oh, but I don't know enough about, um, you know, chickens because I've just started bringing. I said, what else do you know? And it's, it's you know, I, I'm a homesteader, but I'm not teaching homesteading. I'm teaching how to start a business. Right. So this is where it's like, what do you know that you could help maybe other homesteaders with? It's about how can you create a digital income because a lot of these women are quite isolated. They're not close to big cities or towns. So how can you create a recurring income with a digital product? Yeah. Now, there's lots of people who are homeschooling. Yeah. And there's a whole lot more people who want to homeschool. If you've got resources and, and uh, worksheets and stuff that you've done, maybe you sell through an Etsy store or something like that the resources for homeschooling mums. You're good at organising. You know, some of these homesteaders have seven, eight, nine kids. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're cooking from scratch. They grow nearly all their own food. They're preserving food. So if you're in that area, you know, maybe it's organising the family. Um, yeah. How do you cope with, you know, kids from 2 to 15? Yeah. Like you've got skills there. Yeah. How can we work through what skills you have that might be valuable to other homesteaders. It might be that you're currently still in a job um, and you're in some sort of admin type role. Well, how could we use those skills to help other people run their own business? You might be an accountant. Yeah. You know, and so, so it doesn't matter what you do. It's how can you pick the skill that you are really good at, that you love, um, and help others to create a business for them? So it's not just, well, 
here's chickens. I need to teach you about chickens, but I've only had chicken for a week. Um, and, and I think a lot, of, a lot of people think, well, I've only been doing this for a month. Well, some people learn really quickly and are really good at interpreting what they learn so they can turn around and teach it straight away. Um, but if I'm, I'll give an example. I've been watching people who can food and I think, yeah. oh, it's really exciting. And then I see all these posts and, you know, the one where the the, um, the can is blown through the, um, blown up on the this cooktop yep. and yep. everything. And I go, I don't know. And I got one for my birthday in August. It, you know, it's now October and I've got it out of the package. And I was, <laughs> I've got 25 kilos worth of black beans that I can can. Do you think I've done it? I'm scared of it. Yeah. But if someone has been canning even for two weeks, they're an expert to me because I haven't even started yet. Yeah. That concept of you're an expert to someone who hasn't started anything. Like they they don't know what you know. And it might be that you've been doing it for two weeks and you're a really quick learner. Go, I picked that up. I've got that brain and now I can go and teach someone. Or I might have been doing it for two years or three years. I know exactly what to do. How can you then in, incorporate that into a, a, a course or a membership or um, coaching that you can then do? Yeah. This is one of the biggest things. It's like, oh, I don't know anything. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, there's other people that know more than me. Um, if you've if you've got any canned products, you're my hero. <laughs> I, you know, before you started the story, I was thinking about, Man, I wonder if she knows anybody who knows how to can because I've got a whole flat of mason jars in the pantry and nothing in them. So. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, I know lots of people. Um, and then of course there's the um, controversy over some of these things, and it's like you know, yeah, oh, you'll get botulism if you don't can it. And it's like, how do you, how do you actually determine? who you listen to as well so but you know if you've been doing something you've got those skills that's what I'm here to draw out of you and let's look at how we can create a product that you can sell um, online and it's recurring income let's get it automated and get money coming in so that you can you know have joy in your homestead without going oh my god it's going to take me three hours to do the chores this morning and it's minus 10 outside like yeah yeah there's got to be a better way of doing things. So, yeah. That, that, that's so fantastic. I just love that. Okay. So we were talking before we started recording and your niche is very specific. Yeah. Probably one of the more specific ones that I've heard in a long time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what have been your biggest lessons as far as I know that you're mostly doing business coaching. But niching down like that, what has been your biggest lessons, both pro and con, in terms of pivoting a little bit to this focus? Right. So for me, um, the pandemic is like I before when we met, we were, I was sort of you know helping women to yep. to start their online business. But when the pandemic hit, it really it divided people and I was really, I took it sort of took a step back and went, who do I, who do I want to work with? Because I needed to tap into my values. And, and that's one of the biggest things that I think a lot of people miss. They just go when they start business. Oh yeah, this is an idea and I'll go and do it. But if it doesn't align with who you are and what, 
what you want in your life, what you stand for, then it can be really hard. And for me, um, freedom is my core value. It Mm -hmm. comes before family because if you don't have freedom, then what do you have? Like, you know, so, so for me over the last couple of years, that was a big thing. And for me, I was trying to work out how, how do I connect with people who, you know, have freedom as one of their core values. And it took me a while. And I I sort of went to um, a few protests here in Melbourne. We were, we were locked down for months and months and months, some of the longest lockdowns over the pandemic. And I took a stand and I went to protests. I was never one of these people who would go to protests. It didn't enter my mind. And I just went, I have to do something. And we started out, there was a couple of hundred people. And the the last one I went to was over a million people. And I went, whoa, the energy here. This is people who freedom, freedom is it for them. Yeah, And I sort of started realising that I, you know, I started my garden and I, I thought, okay, so there's got to be people around who love, you know, they're into freedom. They want to, um, you know, grow their own vegetables, be self-supported, get out of the supermarket. And I went, oh, and I couldn't remember, I couldn't find that word. <laughs> and I was like, oh. and, and finally I went, homestead, homesteading, that's it. And I jumped online and I looked through all these groups and stuff and I went, oh, my God, that's it. And I sort of changed my messaging a little bit. And what was interesting was before I sort of started in this niche, I'd been posting on my uh, social media photos of me at protests. Right. I had someone in my Facebook group message me and go, okay, I need someone to work with and we have the same values because I've seen you at protests. I want to work with you. That's and interesting. And this is a high ticket client. She signed up and we worked together. And, you know, in the 12 weeks, she was then fully booked by the end of that program. She she then was able to narrow down her niche and someone after one post, someone out of the blue rang her and go, you need to, I need to work with you. So it's really important to find your niche. And I, I have to admit, I'd gone through several niches um, I started out with stepmums because I'm, you know, stepmum to, well, at the start, it was stepmum to five kids. We've still <laughs> got two um, stepkids here full time. And so I wanted to coach stepmums. And I, I spent 12 months and it just, I created a course. It was brilliant, but it wasn't me. Yeah. Um, and then I sort of went, well, I'll just coach women. And still I, I had some high ticket clients, but it just... Mm, it didn't sit with me but when I honed in on homesteading it was like yes yes this is this comes to my core values and you know the more I sort of got into the groups it was like oh these are my people and you know we had the same philosophies about taking responsibility for our families blah 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 food chain get a the government says to do something, let's go the other way. Um, you know, there's that meme where the seagull's going, government says don't do that. And the seagull's going, me, I'm gonna touch it. That's that's the people that I'm 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 in with and yeah. I enjoy because we we automatically connect on values, which makes a lot of other things easier. So right. yeah. I guess the hardest thing of though, if being in this this um area is that 
for most homesteaders, there's this belief that you have to live on by the smell of an oily rag, that you have to be broke. And when I first started my messaging, it was around, um, you know, that basics of um, just being able to pay a bill. Right. But what I realised was there are a lot of people who are, are, are really struggling financially in that homesteading area, but they have that mindset that that's required. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, we, there is abundance in this yes. world. There is wealth in this world. And I want to be able to work with people who go, I see that. And I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck or, you know, there's not much money in the bank account. Yep. And so the messaging now is for those people who realize they have skills and ability. They're just not quite sure how to, what, what to do with them. And I think that's the hardest thing in any niche. It's going, there are people who are broke and they have this mindset that that's the way it's got to be. But there's also people who believe that it's abundance and that, you know, with some work, there's got to be a way that they can be self-sufficient, abundant and leave a legacy for their children. Um, that's where I'm at. And it, it just is is a slight messaging change but that's what I'm really excited because there are some amazing people in this homesteading area who have incredible skills. And there are, I would have to say probably in America, there's millions of people who are switching to homesteading. Oh yeah. But they don't know what to do. And it's taking them so long to find out how to do it. Let's connect you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Create abundance and, you know, <laughs> really why not have um, wealth? And wealth can be just, you know, you have enough for emergencies and getting by um, and you can update your homestead. You can build a barn if you want to because you've got money. So, yeah, it's when you tap into your values that once I got there, it was like, yes. Um, And then it's the the hard bit is um, sort of leading people to believe that there are others out there who want to know what you know. And I think um, they look at all of these big homesteaders like um, Joe Santelin and um, Melissa Norris and, you know, there's all these big homesteaders. They don't realise that they've got those courses, their books for sale, and that's so why not you? And right. I think that's, that's my biggest challenge at the moment is, is sort of showing people that they're following all these people who are doing, have online businesses, why not you? Right. Absolutely. Okay. That's really, really awesome. And it's interesting because until you and I started talking about this, I was like, you know, it never occurred to me that, I mean, I thought about the courses, right? But I didn't think about like books and eBooks and um, even the digital downloads because some things like how to make a great pie crust, you know, maybe a five minute video is great, but you don't necessarily have to have it. Right. That that's, uh, that's an amazing, um, I, I I just can't get over it. I think about, I just can't stop thinking about it. All right. Anyway, there's so many things. And just on that, um, there was a lady yesterday, she wrote, you know, she's into permaculture and she wrote all these suggestions for, I can't remember what the topic was, and I went to message her to say, look, this could all be put into an ebook, and you could sell it for $7. She didn't have a message button on. 
I couldn't actually physically message this lady. Oh, wow. Could not message her. Oh, and, and she's these big, long posts with all this incredible information and people going, oh, can you share more? I couldn't message her to go, how about you create an ebook and sell it for seven bucks? Yeah. The hundreds of people on your comment, there's a couple hundred bucks. Like, so yeah. that's what I'm trying to sort of go. Yes, you can give information away for free, but maybe only give two or three tips and then create an ebook yeah. or something that will engage people or create a membership. Yeah. So that these people can then ask questions to and fro. Yeah. Because there were so many questions as well. So, yeah. That's amazing. So, mm-hmm. on the topic of memberships, I know you have one. Yes. You and I, but you have been much better at it than I have, um, are big believers in community. Yeah. Especially yeah. when it comes to trying to teach things to people mm-hmm. that, you know, we met in a community, we have been in, we're in a community together right now, a different one. <laughs> um, so talk a little bit about the importance of giving clients community to resource with each other as well as with you. Yeah. Look, I think um, my journey into entrepreneurship, you know, for a lot of women, it's um, they're too afraid to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, they believe they have to do it by themselves, um, that they can't release something until it's perfect. Yeah. So I know for me, I sort of would take learning and then I'd go and sit and I'd try and nut it all out. And then when i go to release, it was like, oh, I'm a bit scared. And it would tank. Or it might only get one or two sales and you go, oh, that was such a failure. But what I've discovered in being in community, in particular the one that you and I are in at the moment, is if you get a sale, that's success. Yes. You just have to tweak what you're doing and redo it again. And so I think in particular for women, it's, it's having that community where you can open up um and i know that i've done a couple of sessions with uh my my members and we we actually worked and got to the core of some really deep emotional um triggers for several of the members and Mm -hmm. one of the things that i've really cottoned on is that for a lot of my members including myself we've been through really traumatic events in our life um it may have been abuse you know from alcoholics or um, in the family or sexual abuse there's a whole lot of trauma that you know we've we've been impacted with and in that community uh, you know I'm an NLP coach and a life coach so as they're talking I can see that there's something deeper there's something that's stopping yeah. And then we can work in that community space, which is a really safe place to be and help each other out with that and really get to the root cause of what's stopping them from making progress. So I think it's really important that you have that space for community where you can get into deep stuff. And it has nothing to do with business. No. But it's the emotional um, upheaval that you go through that can actually stop you from doing what you do in your business. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for my my general Facebook group, it's for women only. I've had quite a few men, you know, look to join. 
Um, I, I want that space for women because I think we have um, particular ways of being and, you know, we've had events in our life that I, I want to have people feel safe that they can be in that community space. So, um, you know, and, and sometimes it takes a bit to get people to engage. Um, they're too scared to open up. They, you know, that fear of judgment that we yes. have. But through that community, you can start to break that down. And the more people then feel safe, they'll engage. And the more engagement, the better, you, the more progress you're going to make, both with any of those life triggers that there might be and in business as well. Because getting the support and ideas and feedback from other people is really, really important. And it'll we all think so different in some ways that something that someone says, it's like, oh, it's a great spark and can really change the direction of your business or it might make you go deeper in one aspect of your business, whatever that is. So yeah. I, I think it's really, really important to have those communities where you can ask for help. Yeah. Something that we struggle with. <laughs> <laughs> Share um, what you're doing to get constructive feedback yeah. or celebration yeah, we forget that that you know people will celebrate you. That's that's the really important aspect of um, uh, you know having that community aspect to whatever you do with your business. Yeah, I think that um, the celebration is something you and I've talked about. Neither one of us are really good at celebrating ourselves. <laughs> um, but you know, I really love the fact that you limit your group to women. And I had an example just today. Um, Everybody knows I still work a regular job as well as do the podcast and my coaching. Um, in my regular business, I actually came across a person who had been quoted in a public forum as saying that women who were taking STEM classes should only be focused on things like databases and spreadsheets and everything because it was men who built applications and made the big money, but women served an important role as administrative assistants and secretaries. And wow. I was like, really? Okay. Um, and, you know, I can imagine someone who is already struggling to ask for help because a lot of us do. We've been taught that we have to do it on our own. To come across an attitude like that yeah. would be absolutely devastating to their ability to ask. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and so having a group that is all women, I think, is incredibly helpful, um, yeah. especially for people who are starting out and trying to build a business, because it's not simple. <laughs> well, it is if we focus on one thing. Yes. Um and accept the help and don't think that we have to go and reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I know I did. I used to reverse engineer stuff and I would just make it so much more complicated than it needed to be. Um, you know, there's a simple process, but we get stuck in, you know, trying to make it perfect when we first yes. start. I know you and I, we've, we've had these discussions. We, we, we've had these discussions. And actually, I guess I should rephrase it the way our coach says it. Things are simple, but they're not easy. Yes. And it, it. Is, yeah. and it is easy to get discouraged when you don't understand that yeah. it's not meant to be easy. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think the thing is, um, especially when we go into online business, it's, it is all learnable. Yes. Okay. Like we, we forget, we just get this, oh my God, I can't, I can't, but everything is just, you just need to learn something new. Like if a baby decided walking's too hard, mm -mm, they're just going to sit there. And it takes months for a baby to work through the the formative steps. You've got to have tummy time to build the strength in the neck. You know, you've got to be able to roll over. You've got to be able to get up on all fours. You've got to be able to rock. And there's all these little milestones. And it's exactly the same in business. Each little aspect that you could you need to learn is just like a baby learning to walk um and then if you get to that walking stage and you want to run then to perfect that running technique you need a coach yeah specifically for that technique so it's you know it is exactly the same in business but we just go oh uh, I can't I'm not techie Um, I'm too dumb I'm not smart enough well heck if I can do it anyone can do it so I think it's important to Go. Everything you need to learn is there, and trust me, I've gone through so many different systems and and ways of doing things that I've simplified it to the nth degree for my members, so that once they get out of their own way, it's <laughs> easy enough. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so. One of the things that I see you doing a lot, um, and I think you do a really great job explaining, is talking about social media and how to use social media for your business. So can you talk a little bit about a couple of tips that you give out to people who are interested in your programs about just how to get some engagement on social media? Look, I think um, one of the things you've got to look at is there are billions of people on social media. And and I did a live to this. And some of the statistics that we went through was, and this was from July 2023, the average engagement for an organic Facebook post is anywhere from 1.5 to 2.5%. So if you have 1,500 followers on your page, that means only 38 people might engage with it okay might (laughs) might yes might and I think this is where we get stuck is that people are going oh my god and I see these posts oh my god my engagement has gone down it's like don't do that that's just desperation yeah it's you know what are you doing on social media that's going to get the engagement and I think what I'm seeing at the moment is a lot of people and I sort of tested this strategy out and you know with one of my Facebook pages and I've now gone and created a new page to have brand alignment so everything on social is now the new at new generation homesteader that's my tag everywhere and so I I created a new Facebook page and I'm sort of working through you know some strategies to build my page um, organically And, you know, what I'm seeing is people going, oh, I'm not getting the engagement. And it's like, you know, I've got two over 200 followers in a month and I'm not always on social media and I have social posts that tank. They don't get anything. So there's so many things you've got to consider. It's are you creating value posts 
And all I see is, um, you know, my engagement's tanked or thanks for the follower or the app follow where they do it every single day. People are getting annoyed at being tagged yes. on a nothing post. There is nothing of value in the post. Every single day from the same people. Every single day from literally, I woke up this morning, there were 26 of them on my yep. new profile. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for me, most of them are homesteaders, so it's a great way for me to go and, you know, follow new people and then have a conversation and have more people follow me. Right. But if you're, you know, making jewellery or you're doing a lip balm or something, um, not everyone's going to buy that. And so yeah. it's really important to look at who is your audience, who's actually going to buy your product. And I talked in in the latest post about having supporters that's those people who are in small business and they'll go and like your post and they'll share they're broke like you are and they're not going to (laughs) buy or they're in your accountability group and have nothing to do with your niche and aren't interested in what you do that is correct and they're there it's like being in network marketing you know you see all these you know people come in and and oh yeah great fabulous well they're there to support you yeah they're not actually the people who will ever buy from you. They either make the products in homesteading area. They might yeah. make the same products anyway. Yeah. Um, they might not have the disposable income at the moment because their business hasn't grown. Um, so they're there as your supporters, your cheerleaders, but they're not your buyers. So what you've got to look at is if you're building a Facebook page, they have to be people who will become your raving fan, who will eventually buy from you and then refer you. How do you do that? It's not from at follow. It's (laughs) creating a post that gives them value. And there was one lady I came across, she liked my page. Not sure how she found me, but she liked my page. And one of her posts popped up and it was beautiful. She had products to sell. And she told a story and in it, like she wasn't in America and there was huge shipping costs. I probably would have gone and bought some of her stuff because she created a story and mentioned her products, but she didn't have the products that said, buy me. It was, oh, she told me why she created them and what goes into it and the benefits of that. And so that's where you're going to have people engage more because they see you, they see you as an authority because you're giving them information, yep. creating a story and there's that connection there. And I think that's what's missing with a lot of, um, you know, business pages at the moment, especially, especially in that homestead in um, arena, might be a photo of a cute cow or a chicken. And that's cool. You're going to get that engagement. Yeah. I'm going to buy your stuff though. Right. So I think that is, that is one of the biggest it's, it's a, one of the places that we start with building a business because if you, you don't have the audience, you're not going to get the sales. Right. So, yeah. Did yeah. that answer the question? What was the question? You did. You did that a great job media. answering yeah. the question. Yeah. Okay. So following on to that, yeah. another thing that we kind of touched on before we started recording is the fact that you have had some success using chats for your events. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that and what... Are you engaging with them first or are they engaging with your event to start the conversation? 
So chats is one of these things that um, Facebook have put on. Now, I actually thought I had them turned off, um, but apparently not. I think when you set up a, a Facebook event, um, you can have that chat set up and somehow mine's still automatically setting up and that's okay. Um, there are some, when, when you get the right audience, these chats will be invaluable for you because people who are really interested in that particular topic for the event, they're going to start having conversations. And I've had a couple of really, chats really go off because people were guessing. I asked a question. I put a question in and, you know, can you guess what these the top three things are? And which is what I was going to speak about right. on, on the event. So people started guessing and I sort of gave them a little bit, but not, not the answer, you know, just so they'd watch the event. So I think it can be really valuable. Now, in the homesteading area, it's a little bit difficult in some ways because homesteaders have, you know, they're spending hours outside with their animals and homeschooling their kids and some of them still work. So time is really limited. However, if you pick the right topic that is that your audience wants to talk about, then they will be engaging in the, the chat. Um, so it's up to you as an event organiser to look at these chats and work out, do you want them? Do you, you can switch them off or you can leave them on. Um, you will get some people who are similar to the app followers. It's like, oh, not another chat I don't want to be involved in. Yeah. So you can switch them off, which, okay. you know, you know, you can do. But I have had a few people who have been new to my um, Facebook group and they've found the event and the chat and they've started one and it might have been months later. Anyone who's in that chat, um, they can then converse as well. So you have the ability to remove yourself from the chat if you don't want to be in it. Um, but when you like the event, you're automatically put into that chat from what I can okay. understand. And then you have the option to converse or not. But as That's, an event organizer, you can turn it off. That is so, good yeah. information because mm -hmm. I was like, wow, Kate has a lot of chats going on and there seems to be people talking to each other. That's so cool. And yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's unintentional. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I think if it's a really important topic and you do get the chats going, that's great information. Yeah. Yeah. Because your audience, obviously, that's hit a mark for them. Yes. If nothing's gone in there, you can turn that chat off so that people won't ever sort of, you know, be be um, interrupted by it. Yeah. But if it's a good chat, then you know you're hot on a topic that then you can use for your social media posts as well. Oh, so, that's a really good point. That's yeah, a really yeah. good it's a topic point. that you can talk about, um, not just on a live, because I do a weekly live, yep. which is great, but then those lives get lost in the in the group chat and they never right. get seen the light of day again. So at least with an event, if someone, if you've got it there, um, you can refer back to it. You can put it into your emails and say, look, you know, here's this video. You can go and watch it. And then you can do some social media posts off the back of that to a, promote them to watch the full video um, or just as a you know, one of those things to really build up the social media um, uh, engagement around that particular topic. Okay. I love that. All right. Um, so I guess my last question is just really, where do you see people struggling the most? 
in terms of business and do you think it's because we do overcomplicate things that are simple or do you think it's because we're trying to do too much especially as women who yeah. are trying to start especially digital businesses because you and i are very familiar with that space yeah look i think the biggest thing that stops people and you know, sometimes I have to give some tough love in my membership and go, come on, girls, it's time for action. The biggest thing is that fear because mm -hmm. um, I'm in that getting started space. It's, it's you know, you've got that idea or that desire. How can we get you started? Right. And there's this, um, and I've suffered from it as well. You get to a point and you just, you're moving forward and then all of a sudden, oh, we'll slip back. <laughs> that little thought that came in your yep. head or yep. what's worse is you try something and you don't get the results that you want. Mm -hmm. Yep. You might get results, but it's not your expectation because you're yes. perfect. You had your mind. Yep. And so you then pivot and do something else. Uh-huh. And then you do the same thing. And then, yep. oh, no, we'll pivot again. And I've been there. I've done that. <laughs> I've done all of that. Yep. And what I've realized is with my current coaches, it's come back to one thing and do it, launch it, review it, do it again yep. and improve it. Because yep. when you've done, got one sale, that is success. It means that something worked. That's right. But for me, that was failure. Like I've launched a couple mm -hmm. of things and, you know, people have paid me $2,000 to coach them for 12 weeks. <laughs> I wanted 10 people. I got three. Oh, what a failure. Oh, I'm doing this for three people. Hang on a minute. Those three people got great value. Yep. And I got six grand. Like, yep. cool. Yep. That getting started and the expectation and the fear of judgment, if you don't meet this expectation. But a lot of the times you never actually verbalize what you expect to get out of it yeah it's all in your head and mary down the road doesn't know that you launched um a, a course and you wanted to get 100 sales and you got two yeah mary doesn't know that yeah she has no idea nor will she if she would you would just keep yeah. your mouth shut right <laughs> absolutely but you got two sales something worked Let's work out next time how you can do it again. And when we're starting with such small audiences, you know, a couple of hundred people, then, you know, for every hundred, what are the statistics around two to 3% will buy a course if yeah. they've had the right lead up yes. um, and, and, you know, they've been engaged. So two to three out of a hundred, like that's where I think we don't talk about those expectations in reality um, and it's that getting started, total fear. Don't know what I'm doing. Don't know how to do it. I fear judgment. What if it doesn't work? What if it costs me a bomb, you know, um, and I fail? What if yep. I fail? Yeah. Well, I fail. That's cool. It's great learning. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, let's do it again. Get someone to help you yes. to do it the next time. Yeah. So, and that, that, that getting started, it's getting started in anything. It's getting started in canning black beans <laughs> <laughs> that's right it's opening 
your canning machine. <laughs> I've opened it. I just so it's that, and we all have it because it's something new. Then we don't know what to expect on the other side of what happens when we start. And yeah. for someone, you know, getting that help, having a coach or someone who can help you see what's on the other side and be real with you, what yeah. to expect and what not to expect, and who has the eyes to go, I see how you can improve it. That's where women, we just need to ask for help yeah. and accept that help. And and it's it's not, I guess it's not about lowering your expectations. It's having a real expectation that it doesn't matter how long this takes. If you never stop, you're going to get to where you're going. Yes. You're not going to have overnight success and launch a course next month because we need a lead up and have $10,000 in the bank. Yep. If you have no audience and no experience, it might take you three to six months and that's okay. That's Absolutely. on the other side of starting. But if you don't start, you never get on the other side of it. That's mm. correct. And I think it's also really important, and, and I see this a lot, to have new business people understand that some of the people that you follow on social media have enormous audiences and enormous launches. And, and that's not that we can't get there because you absolutely can. But people who started when YouTube was in its first year or when Instagram was only six months old, they have had an advantage in basically owning their market for a while. And it is mm -hmm. unfair and stupid to compare your progress after six months to someone who was an original course creator on Instagram 15 or 16 years ago. Yep. Yep. And look, some of the coaches that, um, you know, I know we've been, um, you know, with and currently are like, they've been going for 10 years and, and that yes, they're doing $10 million launches or whatever the case may be. Yeah. You don't see what they've been through and yeah. the stories that people will tell they had no money. They've had to move in with their parents. You know, they've broke, broke. They've had to go and get a job or whatever the case may be. You've not seen all the years of trial and tribulations. And I'm sure that you and I could share. <laughs> share. Yeah. We, we could spend hours talking about trial and tribulation, but let's not. <laughs> not in this episode. Um, but yeah, like we've done a tough and, you know, you get to a point where you, you finally get it and you've had this little bit of success and then all of a sudden it's like uh-huh I've got it now and things all of a sudden go from to woo take off that's right that might be six months that woo 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 that little bit might be six months it could be three years it could be but so long as you're learning along the way um you're getting better and better and this is when um, I was talking, you know, we were talking before about this um, new platform that I've moved to. Yeah. And what was interesting was um, I asked a couple of questions and I got on a call with one of the guys and I go, oh, well, this is what I want to do. And I've seen this and I don't hear this. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. You you actually know what you're doing. I went, yeah, well, I've done this, this, this and this. And he goes, <laughs> oh, wow. Like, why haven't you told us this? And I went, oh, because I was just doing my stuff. And it was such a, a, you know, it was like, 
off the chest moment because he goes, oh, these are people who are just starting. So that's where I'm at. But you're like way advanced. Um, and I didn't realise that. Yeah. I just thought everyone in this group was like me who had been chugging along for a couple of years and knew, knew lots of stuff. And I didn't. And I also saw in the group um, a couple of people and it's like, wow, I wouldn't have done it that way but I see you as really successful, Mm -hmm. but what I would have done would have been well above what you're doing now. Yeah. Mm. Oh, maybe I just need to get off my butt and acknowledge (laughs) that I have great skills and get them out there, you know. So because we're comparing ourselves to others, we don't realise what we can actually do and achieve. Um, I think getting someone outside to say, oh, you're amazing. You've 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 got all this stuff. Yep. That would be the encouragement to help you move forward. Absolutely. I think that's amazing. Okay. So before we wrap up, do you think there's anything else that we need to touch on to give everybody a great idea of homesteading and digital business and social media? Right. Well, I look, I really think um it's about you know, I, I did a post about getting into the ball game. Whatever skills and experience you have, you're an expert to someone out there. Now, whether it's a homesteading skill or, you know, a skills that might support someone in homesteading and business, you can see that there's all these people who are at the um, homesteaders conventions and that sort of stuff. And everyone gets so excited and like stars in their eyes. Yeah. Well, these people, oh, my God. But they will have things that they don't know that you know. Yeah. And it might be that people don't relate to them and won't buy from them. But if you bobbed your head up and go, look at me, I've got this. I can teach you that. Um, This is who I am. They'll go, you're my person. I want to buy from you. And I think what you've got to do is build up that, that knowledge that, you have what other people want you have to believe in it and share it if you are the best kept secrets you're not going to make money out of it but what do you know that people need to know that you could promote as a business and it it might only be one aspect of something one downloadable one of my coaches sort of spoke about um, one of her clients and one downloadable, I think it was a it was either seven or fourteen dollars, I can't remember. But this person with one downloadable quarter of a million dollars in nine months. Wow. I know. So <laughs> and like there's millions of people in homesteading. Yeah. So what is that one thing that we could put out that might get you, and it might be seven dollars, it might be fourteen dollars, that might get you a hundred sales a month. Like, what would that do? It doesn't have to be huge and big. Let's just pick one thing that you know that you're good at and let's share it and see what happens. Absolutely. Because you're an expert to someone who doesn't know what you know. That is a wonderful way to say it. Okay, so where can people find you, Kate, who are interested in knowing more about you and what you do? Yeah, so I am the new generation homesteader. So on all social media and my website, it's www.newgenerationhomesteader.com. And the reason why I branded as new generation homesteader, it's because 
we're rooted in tradition, the old ways of doing things, but I want you to thrive in a digital age. Yeah. So get back to the old ways of doing things, but do do things with what we've got at hand, which is the modern technology and connecting. Because Terry, you and I would never have connected without technology. No, never. Uh, all of the people in my community, um, I would never connect with them without that technology. So let's use that technology to our advantage and create a business around it. Yes, we're homesteaders, but we're the new generation of homesteaders showing how we can do it and create income online. So new generation homestead, sorry, it's a big mouthful, but, you know, hey. I was able to get all the domains. <laughs> new generation homesteader um, on all social media and YouTube, Pinterest. Uh, Pinterest is, um, if you look up new generation homesteader, it will come up um, still branded under Kate Herford. Um, but my website, socials, that's it. And, of course, I've got my membership Um which is the home business incubator for women who are wanting to start um, their business and get that support. And we take it from idea all the way through to promoting your business. Fantastic. And we will link all of that up in the show notes so everyone can find you easily. Awesome. 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 Well, Kate, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. I'm so glad we did this. Oh, so am I. It was so good to talk again because it's been a while. Absolutely. Um, And, and um, Congratulations. This is amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, we will talk to you next time on the Profit Able Podcast. Thanks for joining. Thanks for tuning into the Profit Able Podcast. I hope you picked up some useful nuggets to implement right away to increase your profits or your ability to live that good life. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share it with any coaches, course creators, or lifestyle design seekers who would find value in this content. When we support each other, we all rise higher. I look forward to bringing you more real tactical tips to grow your business and enhance your life on the next episode of the Profit Able Podcast. See you then.